Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Behind me, trying to keep us uh, in line, helping us to produce the show and keiping track of our picks is Whiteboard Jody. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, the winner of the 1989 All-Valley Karate Tournament, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Uh, I got some tactics for you. I'm pretty some sure that was an illegal kick brown that you belt. did. By the way. <laughs> I got some, a lot of illegal definitely kicks. Definitely illegal kick. There's like a lot of illegal kicks happening. Docked a point for that. Trust one. me. How do you win as a yellow belt? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Uh, I was a brown. There's a lot of illegal kicking going on around here. I can yeah. tell you that. Not here. All over the freaking country. Uh, Fred you stole that dude's girlfriend. Fred, it's uh, <laughs> it's good to see you uh, back out amongst the living. I know you had a little bit of uh, dental work done this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably just what you needed was some heavy medication after the. Uh, news of the last week which we will get into uh i know people enjoyed the immediate reaction uh that we had last week on the news of nick saban's retirement well now you have a new coach you've got players coming and going we're going to get into all that how about just going (laughs) we're going to get into all that here in just a little bit uh, first, I want to remind everybody that we are on social media, as always, on Twitter, at BlockoutPod, and on Facebook, just type in uh, Blockout Sports Pod into your search bar. As far as our picks last week, uh, we actually did pretty good. Uh, as our normal uh, group of four, we went 10-5. and five. Uh, Everybody went 2-1. and one. Um Josh, who was a special guest picker last week, also went 2-1-1. Johnny, I wasn't sure because I don't follow hockey close enough to know if he won that. I'll tell you what happened in that one. Uh, Dallas lost to the Predators again. So that's uh, two losses in a row for uh, stick to football, Johnny. Two-game losing streak there, Johnny Firestick. No, he lost that one too because he had Dallas in that game. So, well... So, Stick to college football, Johnny. <laughs> so I think he went – what did he go? He went one and two. And the champion of our fantasy football league, one little J, Jimmy Mueller, went three and oh, and he was sure to let us all know uh, on the text thread that he did go three and oh. I don't blame him. I'd be running it too. So uh, Wasn't one of his picks that Saban was going to retire? <laughs> that was uh, that was already done. Well, yeah, oh, that okay. Been a, okay. Been a hell of a pick. Yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick all four uh, games, the NFL games coming up uh, later on at the end of the show. Um, really, to get to get the show started, before we get into Fred, I'm sure will dominate the middle part of this with Alabama takes. 
I wanted to get into just a hit list. Okay, I wanted to get into uh, last week's NFL slate. Um, the games, for the most part, were not necessarily compelling from a uh, closeness standpoint. I guess is one way to put it. Uh, just one. But uh, the Detroit game was fantastic. There were other things that happened in all the games that are worth talking about. So I'm just going to uh, open the show right now with uh, what's uh, stuck out to you guys and uh, things that uh, you found interesting as far as last week's games go, Tuna. Well, I mean, I, we can start with uh, Saturday slate. Um, the Browns-Texans, that was the first game of the weekend. It kicked it off, I think. Going into that game, we all was kind of like, well, um, let's see how C.J. Stroud does against this Browns defense that everybody's been concerned about and uh, has really looked phenomenal throughout the year. Now, granted, they've um, they've struggled a bit as of late, but I don't think anyone expected that kind of outcome. C.J. Stroud looked absolutely amazing. Unreal. Uh, yeah, I mean. Did Ward play in that game? No. All right, that was big. Yeah, that was a yeah. Denzel Ward was out in that game. Uh, no, I'm sorry, he did play, but he was on half of a leg. Okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't 100 Denzel Ward. Yeah. Uh, but Joe Flacco, like we talked about, or I talked about last week, you know, it's been a fun story, and we all rooted for the guy. But reality was, like, he was not playing that great. No. He was doing enough to win with that team, and he made some spectacular plays at the end of games that looked a little bit like smoke and mirrors. But as a full body of work, right. he did not look like a really good NFL quarterback. Mm, so, I mean, he looked like Joe Flacco. Yeah, and that's that what he looked off, like. So, way off in the fourth quarter. And um, those two interceptions he had right out of the gate, I mean, that 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 was rough. And it, they, um, they couldn't establish any kind of run game. I think 56 yards total in that game. That yeah. was um, – D'Amico has that defense purring. I mean, they're playing really good. Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean, I'm not even talking about the offense yet. Well, uh, I mean, you had to know you had to know whoever came out of the AFC South might just run rough shot all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, what? dude, did, did, let, let's let's look back at the beginning of the year when we were looking at that division. It was Jacksonville and, and nobody we were, else. We were, I mean, isn't that crazy? We were looking at that division going back. I, I know I have my notes from that, but we will go maybe back on them next uh, maybe next week. I have, remember all the odds that we had on how many games they were supposed to win? Yep. I'm going to look that up uh, and, and find that, and that will be interesting to compare because Jacksonville, I don't know what happened with them. They... <laughs> We definitely all said it was it was Jacksonville's division, and, and really it was their division yeah. to lose. The and way they lost they, it, and yeah, they the lost they it. Finished. The <laughs> way they finished the year before, the way uh, like I think it was week eleven or week twelve. We sat down here and said, I think all three of us, two teams that none of us would want any part of, is the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans, and yep. it just so happened that they met at week eighteen right. for that final playoff spot. Yep, and um, that was. Uh, Houston looks good. They look like a steamroller. I mean, and they don't even have Tank Dell. I know it. And the thing is, like, I really think that CJ Stroud. Look, Nico Collins been in the league what now? Three years, four years. He hasn't. I mean, you know, whatever. He just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think. I think once they switched up and and got rid of uh, and and started putting Devin Singleton in, 
everything started changing on that offense, and it started getting even better than it was before then. Uh, who was the running back that da- it was Damian before Pierce them? Pierce was there before. Pierce was doing Devin, nothing. Devin, Devin Singletary really did change it up. Yeah, I mean, Pierce wasn't doing anything, and I know he's still – I still look for him out there in games to see if they're still even using him. And I know they do on third down sometimes, but uh, and I've seen him on special teams, believe it or not, but – uh, that was a big change there. Yeah, he had three carries for no yards in that game and no receptions. Right. So he was non-existent. Right. But, I mean, the running game was one thing, but just the passing game and, like, how C.J. Stroud is able to throw these guys open. You know, Brevin Jordan ended up with, you know, 76 yards. He comes out of nowhere. Out like, of nowhere. And who was the, yeah. who's the Noah? Who's the, who's the receiver? That, Noah Brown. Noah he, Brown. And but he, he's he had, hurt, He had right? no catches in that game. He played, he had no catches. I okay, he, but he he's – He played a couple snaps. He's had yes. a game where he had 180 yards and two touchdowns yeah. before. He, I mean, it's different guys. Like, I mean, Nico Collins is going to get his every week, but, like, with Tank Dell out, he's finding other guys. John Mechie had 44 receptions. Who is their offensive game. coordinator? Do you know? Uh, I don't know who their OC is. I should know. I probably know. I meant, to write, I meant to write it down. Uh, but uh, you know D'Amico's highly involved with the defense. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just curious because whoever it is, <laughs> they're going to be looking for a uh, – they're going to be finding a job soon, I, mean, what I, it, I would say. Is Stroud only thrown five interceptions this entire season? He hadn't thrown many. I think it's only five. Uh, and it's just – it seems like a simple offense. It's not – you know, it, it, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles on it and well, everything. the thing is that I like so much is that he's a rookie quarterback and they're letting him throw the ball deep and take shots. Right. They're not like, you know, pussyfooting around with them. They're, they're just kind of like, you know, go for it. And, the, uh, the Houston Texans offensive coordinator is household name Bobby Slowick. Yeah, just oh, oh, I know from him. Bobby yeah. Slowick yeah. from uh, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually he does an HL tonight. So where's is he? Say he had he had his first uh, interview for a head coaching job with the Panthers today. Okay, where 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 does it say where he was? Uh, he's been around the league for. Has a while. Has he been around? Yeah, I, I, he's, he, he skated around yeah. a little bit. He uh he he spent. <laughs> He's, good, he spent six years with the 49ers. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that a, makes that's sense. That's a hell of an organization, man. You work yeah. for John Lynch. You're Say that right. again. And if you see his picture. <laughs> a hell of a what? If you see Order his picture, <laughs> he looks like he's 12 years old. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, they all do. Look, look at him. Joe Brady. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe Brady part two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Going to be a hell of a defensive uh player in the in, in the NHL one day if he keeps up yeah but anyway it uh I don't know man it the Texans look um Texans look tough now they get a real matchup with uh not to say the Browns were in a real matchup but we'll go into uh their matchup this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens going forward but then I guess we can move on to the Saturday night game yeah which was Kansas City and it looked absolutely miserable on the field and you could tell well, half half the players on the field loved it. Yes. The other half looked like they would rather literally be anywhere else on planet Earth yeah. than in Arrowhead Stadium. That, that's a fact. 30 seconds into that game, <laughs> I knew the Dolphins had no chance. Just <laughs> Yeah, Cheetah was the only one that didn't Tua, seem totally bothered by it. Tua had a look in his eyes 
like, why am I doing this with my life? Like, I think he considered <laughs> retirement like several times in that game. Right. And it was brutal. Right. Actually, Pacheco, after the game, said he had to go in and take his football pants off to make sure everything was still there because he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it's just uh, there's – I mean, I don't think A-Chain liked it. I don't think anybody – uh, like, and your defense played fantastic. Uh, well, their coach was over there bundled up like crazy. He couldn't even think. I, didn't even, I like, couldn't even see him. His team like had was, his same energy. They fed off of yeah. their coach, and they were like, he didn't want to be there, they didn't want to be there. No, his gold was gold glasses were shiny. Uh, he would look like he was looking for a space modulator. <laughs> <laughs> he, looked, he looked like that little cartoon dude t- bundled up. He was... Uh, he is uh, he he's just a funny guy. I'm sorry, but I like Andy Reid didn't even have his ears covered up. Like oh he yeah, just had a headphone and, and, yeah, that and, one. and of course we got to talk about the mustache with icicles hanging. It was like on. an iceberg under his. I nose. mean, it was freaking fantastic. Well, I always say he looked like a walrus. He looked even more like a walrus with yeah, the frozen nothing mustache. Nothing on his ears. Yeah. Nothing on his head. <laughs> how about uh? How about Patrick Mahomes getting hit and his helmet just. Cracking, yeah, <laughs> the giant hole yeah, in his big hole in his helmet. <laughs> what got me is like they let him run a play after that. I know, like how does that even happen? But, yeah, uh, I think somebody finally was like, uh, Pat, uh, uh, your helmet, and he kind of reached up there and was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was rough. But like I said the other day in our text group, the uh, star player of the game to me was Legarius Sneed, who just. I think is one of the most underrated players in all of the NFL. He's been a shutdown Island corner for two years now. Yeah. Um, you never hear him talked about much. He and made he, the Pro Bowl? I don't – I think so. I don't okay. look at the Pro I, Bowl I, because I usually hope to be in the Super Bowl. Well, I thought I thought I saw his name uh, making the Pro Bowl. I did uh, – no, we'll, He's we'll, made it for two years. We'll talk, I don't know. We'll, I'm sure he's yeah. made it this year. Um, but no, uh, that guy is now becoming a lockdown. Everything he yeah. was putting Tyreek Hill. Yeah, your girl's defense game. was just played great. I thought the uh, former Purdue player that I'm sure Travis is real familiar with, George Karloftis. He uh, he's had a great season. Also, I think ten and a half sacks. He's not a senator. <laughs> what <laughs> yes, <laughs> he will be one day. Um, but not now. He is a defensive end. And I end. thought you're on, your, on your offense, of course, Pacheco played good. Rice. Rice, Rice had a really great game. Coming to his own uh, the it's last just, six weeks of the it season. It seems like Kel- the Kelsey train, it's like it's almost like they're saving him. Well, you know? I mean, he dropped several balls. He I did, but, he didn't but, look- it, it, but he's going to have his breakout game, and it's going to be against somebody big. Hopefully it's this weekend. Here's something interesting. Legereus Sneed did not make the Pro Bowl mm. this year, but – Guess what? Each quote unquote coach gets one coach's invite, and Peyton Manning used his to invite Legarius Sneed. Wow. Hey, game recognizes game, boys. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. How he, about uh, that? That's really cool, actually. Well, hopefully he doesn't get to play in it. Um, um but. but uh, no, I'm. I I just was gonna. I thought Butker looked good in the cold. Hey, let's be real. It ain't easy to kick a freaking field goal in that stuff either. No, he and is. he came through when y'all needed him at times. You know, in the first half. 
they said he has several bruises on his foot from that game, from hitting the ball. Oh, I guarantee it. That thing had to have been a rock. Um, I don't know. <laughs> hey, back back to the Pro Bowl real quick. Who picks that? Because I was talking this last week. There's a there was a fans uh, vote on it, I believe. Probably okay, so. It's a okay. popularity contest more than anything. The fans, and then I think there's the Associated Press. They they have votes, and then the fan votes probably a percentage. The Associated Press vote. Votes as long as the NCAA doesn't, yeah. we're good. Because <laughs> there's guys that made first team All Pro that aren't in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. There's several. Well, if Snead played yeah. for Bama, he'd be in the Pro Bowl every year. Um, but it just so happened he played at Louisiana Tech, so he doesn't get the love. I'm not sure about this year, but uh, <laughs> next year, I mean. No, but where where did he play? Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, is mm-hmm. that what you said? Okay, yep. Louis, man, that's crazy. Him and Tim Rattay. Him and Carl Malone, yeah. the mailman. <laughs> well, we won't talk about him. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Um, but, no, that uh, – that that was a it was a beat down, but it was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to watch from a warm, toasty living room couch. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, yes. I couldn't imagine being at that game. I, I I'm not tough. Those fans get cre- all the credit in the world. They were out there tailgating all day. They were out there freezing all day. There was what uh, 15 people went to the hospital for hypothermia. Yeah. Um, Remember the one guy with his shirt off? That was a Dolphins fan. He said, I wish it was colder. He didn't have a shirt. I I didn't see him much in the second half. I don't know if he was one of the 15 or not, but I would assume so. So, I know for a fact he doesn't have nipples anymore. So so you were on your couch. Yes. Did you roast any chestnuts? No. Over an open fire? I don't Watching the game? No, he had dolphin steaks. Oh, I thought that's what... KC fan. I thought they're known for the chestnut. The chestnut barbecue. Well, that too. Is Kansas City known for chestnuts? I've, I thought I heard what is that even they were a known chestnut? for it's a it's a nut like a almond or a hazelnut or something. A I thought they were known for chestnuts. What's news to me? And Kansas City, the man allergic to nuts, kind of like giving Ohio. Us a tutorial about you know, like nuts. Ohio's. Do you guys know about this? No, no, really? I have no, no clue. Okay. Like Ohio's over Buckeyes, you know. Oh, well, uh, maybe uh, Jody. Jody, will you Google uh, Kansas City and chestnuts and see if <laughs> absolutely if, if Missouri changes? Where do you think the song came from? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I'm pretty was it sure it well, didn't City? come from Kansas City. Andy Reid nipping at your nose. If the Missouri Tigers change their name to the Missouri Chestnuts, then I'll believe you. Okay, I just really did think that there was a special nut from KC that was, and I thought Fred, it was a chestnut. Uh, Not a water chestnut. Fred, are you still on uh, on heavy medication? I am on uh, <laughs> Novocaine. Yes, I, matter of fact, I stole some Novocaine uh, just for the next season, the Bama season next year. Uh, I'm just going to rub that on my face, mouth, and tongue, and sit. Just in case anyone's listening to this, uh, he did not really steal any <laughs> prescription drugs. I'd just like no, to make no, that clear. No. I'd like to make that clear right now. No. Uh, so let's move on to Sunday and the game that, of course, I'm sure we all picked, uh, Green Bay and Dallas, which I really felt like, uh, and I think most of the country look, felt like look, this. 
In the fall, Kansas orchard ships chestnuts across America. <laughs> I'm sure there's an orchard somewhere else. That, like that. there you go. Google Google like Idaho chestnuts. That was my jeopardy. <laughs> now that, that is, was my that jeopardy. That did start in 1995. Right. So Thank you, Alex Trebek. That was for for him up up there in the heavens. Uh, Dallas once again uh, completely, you know, lays the giant egg on national television. In their oh, own building. What uh, a nightmare. And, you know, the game ends up uh, 48-32. It was never that close. Uh, or they just decided, hey, look, uh, we better get it in gear here, guys. Well, uh, I mean, Green Bay. even worse. Green Bay pull, pulled all their starters. And I, then I, Dallas right. makes a little bit of a run. Green Bay puts their starters back in. I mean, it. It was never right. in doubt. But it did help all of our prop bets. Um, so, and of course, this week they announced that Mike McCarthy is going to be retained as a head coach, with which kind of surprised me. Um, what did you guys think about that game? I actually like that I, move. I think you have to keep him there one more year. just For a guy that's like known for being impatient, um, I feel like keeping him for another year – um, really kind of shows anybody that's considering going to work for Dallas if he doesn't pan out next year. That That's a highly desirable job after that because he knows he's going to give you time and every resource humanly possible. Um, but I'm not necessarily saying I would have kept McCarthy, but um, I, I don't think, even know. I think it was on the players a lot too. I mean, what did McCarthy do wrong besides preparation for his team that he obviously doesn't know how to do, or really no one at Dallas knows how to do since Barry Switzer left? Um, because he did prepare them for a Super Bowl and they won. Not Jimmy Johnson. Barry Switzer was the last one to win there. And uh, like, what? I don't get it. it. It just seems like it's a preparation thing. Like. Uh, this guy's calling the same plays he's always called. Uh, the defense, I, I mean, I, in my opinion, and I got into it with a couple people on on uh, on on uh, texting and stuff. But I thought the defense was the major problem with this in this game. It was not the offense at all. There was a yes, the offense started off slow. I get it, but good God, they scored three touchdowns and and. Uh, and I know that they didn't have other players on the field. Pick six and a, and but, a but 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 for a but if you can't if you like, can't stop the if you can't stop the other team, how the hell are you going to get any momentum and get your players on offense pumped up to I, score? I'm with you here because the Packers put up 48 points. All right, even if you turn the ball over for touchdowns twice, and there was more turnovers, and then they they were in the red zone. You take that that 14 points off that 48. You still shouldn't be giving up thirty-four points to the Packers, right? Like I, at at home, uh, with what well, I think Dallas but, was the fifth ranked. I know what Travis is going to say. Well, with all due respect, let's give the Packers credit. Well, and I, but good but, lord, they were a well-oiled machine. But the way that Green Bay scored some of those touchdowns was just mind-boggling oh, to know. me. Guys, guys running twenty yards. They, they weren't even wide no open. No one was even the cameraman. Uh, was was smoking a cigarette. He wasn't even looking. Like I mean, the guy, like all of a sudden you'd see some dude with a catch, and you're waiting for to find the defender, and he's the cameraman can't find him. 
I mean, they were the the corners and the safeties for Dallas were horrendous in that game. Credit well, to Aaron Jones, he was phenomenal. Uh, uh, I got 118 a, yards, three touchdowns. No, well, he's always been, in my opinion, he's steady Eddie. I mean, that guy. Yeah, but uh, that was a uh, and he's been hurt, and gimpy, and this he's that, a cow- the other. He's a cowboy killer. If you mm. if you saw that uh, the stats of his, yeah, uh, what he's done against Dallas. It's pretty amazing, honestly. I mean, we got to say the name Jordan Love here. Uh, that guy, I mean, throwing on his back foot, back heel, here, there, made every throw he needed to make. Uh, I mean, I think he's purring right along like Stroud is. Take a guess on how many completions he had in that game. 17. I don't know, but I won on my prop bet, and I can't think of what it was. I would say 21. 16. Jody was really close. Wow. 16. 48 that, points. 16 completions. 16 completions? 16 completions. I'm telling you right now, when you, if you're a betting person and you're betting prop bets, I I can, can't, I can't even remember the last time I've lost – on a completion uh, bet, just like well, whatever, what was, maybe Dak twenty one. Do you remember what the over under uh, on his whatever, completions were? Whatever, I'm I'm trying to think, dude. Because I, I bet feel like so it many. had to have been more than sixteen. Oh, had you know what? It had to have been. It had to yeah. have been. I would guess it was probably twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Romeo but, Dobbs, phenomenal game. Um, oh, dude, yeah. I mean, all these guys. Um, and and the and and did the guy from LSU still kind of gimpy? Yeah, he didn't have a so catch he didn't, in that game. he didn't even have a catch in the mm-hmm. game, and that guy's carried them through their last few games. Yeah, I guess it was two years ago because they're second year guys now. Or no, they're rookies. I'm sorry, they're rookies. Yeah. Uh, the two tight ends. No, that, who I'm talking about is oh. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrove. They drafted both those guys really early, and I, I love that. Like what these guys are able to do. Musgrove looks incredible to me. Um, he's the poor man's Dalton Kincaid, I guess. They uh, just look. They just looked way prepared and you know, on a nice, simplistic game plan. And Dallas looked like they're like. Dallas looked like they came out there and go, wait a minute, we're supposed to be winning this game. That's what everybody told us. We're supposed to be winning this game. And then finally they got going a little bit. But you know how it is with Dallas. There's the finger pointing starts and the rolling like, of the eyes and all like that. I like finger pointing started like really early in this game between Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, They look to be bickering right from the first drive. Right. Right, they, I don't, they, it's just, there was something off there with those guys. I don't, I don't know what that was all about. It was nice to see a Michael Gallup sighting too, but that didn't happen until the fourth quarter, really. No, so I, I don't know. I got a question. Of all these games this weekend, there was only really one what I consider good game or close game, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think going into the postseason, some of these defensive coordinators try to throw new schemes in there, and it backs backfires on them? Or maybe maybe that just happened this year, or you know, they have a they have a week or a week and a half to practice new schemes, and it obviously didn't work out because there was a lot of players on several teams, not just Dallas, on the in the defensive cornerbacks that 
really that they weren't on the same page, and that that happened many times throughout Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I think oh, it probably speaks more to offensive coordinators exactly. just opening up the playbook and saying it's the playoffs now. Or I mm. I don't think they that a because one thing. <clears throat> Especially at that level, and really at any level of coaching, I think, uh, especially defensive coaches are stubborn as hell. They're, they they have their system. They believe in their system. This is this successful. This is what we do. But I think that offensive coordinators are always trying to find that new little wrinkle, that new little edge. And they'll throw, you know, and they just open the playbook up. And I think Green Bay's performance was a uh, a perfect example of that. And, you know, maybe, you know, our tendency is always to run this kind of outside uh, post pattern. But this time we think that Dallas bites on that. So we're going to run a little double move here or whatever. And I think it speaks more to offensive creativity than it does to defensive coaches trying to uh, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. I think they're just able to disguise things a little bit more. Um, It's almost like a similar playbook. It's just, we're going to put something that's not on film yet and disguise what looks, you know, familiar on film and make it completely different. And, and I think they're able to do that. And like Travis said, completely open that playbook up with stuff that they've been working on all year and, and now they get to do it. Um, but, I mean, there there was one team that did kind of look like they opened the defensive playbook, and that was, you know, Tampa Bay with, with yeah. the way that they blitz. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know who's going to do it, and it's, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, but I don't know if the Eagles just cashed in. I don't want to jump all the way to Monday. Let's, let's yep. go over to Rams-Lions real quick. Yep. Uh, of course, it was the first uh, – Playoff win for the Lions in, what, 30, 31 years, I think, is what it was. Uh, what a, what an environment, what an atmosphere. It looked great on TV. It was loud as hell. People were going crazy. Um, and it turned into a tremendous football game that really came down to the wire. Uh, had everything that you want to see in a playoff game. Uh, Jared Goff gets his redemption game Stafford played well I want to first talk about the game in general and then I have a couple of questions about Matt Stafford and the po- the possibility of him having been concussed on the field oh. in front of God and everybody on national television and but we'll get to that in a minute what did you guys think of that game uh, I thought it was a fun game. It was right out of the gate. Detroit's up, you know, 14-3 basically right out of the gate. And then the Rams and Stafford come battling back, and then it became a game of field goals. And how tough is Stafford? Well, I mean, he's, 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 he's made a reputation he? for being the toughest guy or toughest I mean, quarterback in the I league. I mean, how tough? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, if I can say anything about it, like two guys over that I've watched football with that are tough quarterbacks, it's – it's definitely uh, Tony Romo and uh, Matt Stafford. So they're two, probably two of the toughest guys that you'll see play that position. But as of, you know, the last 10 years. But um, 
I don't know, man. The, the game was fun. It was uh, Detroit is too many weapons. Yeah, they they run the ball great. Um, I mean, I, I they love got Dan too Campbell. many we- first catch. Jameis Williams, Jameson Williamson. Then bam. Then you got Reynolds. Reynolds has a good game. Then you got oh by the way you got St. Brown. Then you got I mean dude. Then you got the tight end. And then you got I mean dude. There's just so many weapons for the uh, and, and if and if they, if if his offensive line is blocking for him good and holding up, they, they you might as well forget it. That's yeah. the way I see it. That's the way I see it happening. If they can pick up that blitzer from Tampa Bay, that game's over too. And the way that their defense played in that second half, only giving up three points, that's, yeah. that was big. Uh, you talk about a team with weapons, the Rams have some serious weapons. I know, weapons. they do, um, they do, they do. It's that Nuka, Nukua. Puka Nukua. Nukua, he's going to be a stud, dude. For, nine for 81 uh, in that game. He's going to be a stud moving forward. Kyron yeah. Williams nine, is nine, a stud. Nine for 181. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine for yeah. 181. Yeah, um, he just has a knack of getting open. He runs really good routes. Yeah. And he uh, and he's tough as hell too. Yeah, he, really he is. is. <laughs> Dude, the Rams came up and had a sneaky good season. They kind of hid hid over there out McVay's west. Just a hell of a coach, and, man. and he is. Yeah, he is. I I look for them to be really good next yeah. year. Well, though, if and you Stafford think about it, they've traded away all their first round draft picks for like the foreseeable future, and they've just been killing the draft in the later rounds. Yeah, and coming up with guys that you just wouldn't expect. I think Tutu's gone, though. Well, he was their last first-round pick. Right, right. Which, and, and he's given them some really good uh, good use. If well, you remember back, he's though. Okay. He's the, just so small. The beginning of the season, Cup missed, what, six games, and then uh, Williams got hurt after, like, game two. Williams missed, like, six or seven games. So they didn't have those guys until mm-hmm. the second half. When you have the greatest defensive player – in the league, and you can build around him. When he's gone, they're going to be a different team on defense. Trust me, they they they're able to cheat a lot to get certain uh, certain things done on defense with Aaron uh, Donald. You he know what I mean? Draws a lot of attention, but I don't know. I think he I if think these, he gets double teams more. He gets doubled and triple teamed. Yeah, a lot. but I know. there's guys that get doubled and triple teamed all across the NFL. I feel like he's kind of got the the Tom Brady like he can't ever do no wrong, and it seems like he just gives up a couple times because he's got two guys holding him back. You know what I mean? Well, and Detroit did that in that game. Yeah, I mean, they kind of shut him down. Yeah. Well, I mean, they everybody like, he's been doubled and triple teamed all year, almost every play. So it's just kind of he draws that attention, but like that happens to guys all across the league. Well, isn't is, that what the? Uh, I think at halftime after halftime, the head coach for the Lions came out and said. Mm-hmm. All we're worried about is 99. Don't yeah. let him get to our quarterback, and we're good. Yeah. I tell you, he's tough. St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, someone said he didn't make the Pro Bowl. No, he didn't. Did that man give him the, the other pick? That's a that would be That would be up to Eli. He's, oh. the, he's the coach that of the other would team. Be so. a, that is a total disgrace. It but, really is. But St. Brown did not. Dude. Well, here as he we talked, Travis, look up his numbers. He was first team All Pro, and I think he had he had over fourteen hundred yards, less, a little less than fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen hundred yards. He had to have at least eight, nine touchdowns, if not more. I'm sure he had seventy catches. 
119 yards or 119 receptions. 119. 1,500 yards and uh, 10 touchdowns. I mean. Average (laughs) 12.7 yards per reception. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on, NCAA. Uh, He had more receiving yards than the Chiefs' entire receiving room. I made that up, but that's probably pretty accurate. (laughs) But if you're a player, you make first team all pro, you'd rather have that than. Right. Who cares about the Pro Bowl? Right. Yeah, it's almost a blessing not to have to go play in that thing anymore. Like, if they play flag football now, it's not even like a real thing, and I don't, I don't even know. Well, they grill sausages and yeah, you know, where they don't even go to Hawaii anymore. They go to Orlando. Like, it'd be one oh, thing if they went yeah. to Hawaii. Are and, they in Camden you know, World Stadium? Well, <laughs> they don't like you guys said. They don't play a real game. No. It's skills competition and a flag football game. Eli used his coach's pick. Uh, to get uh, Antoine, Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, into the Pro Bowl. I figured he would have took Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, so that uh, covers uh, Sunday's games. Now we move on to Monday, uh, where we had two games that were... Oh, can I say something about the Rams real quick? Please. Before we get to Monday... I found it strange. I was reading a little bit about the Rams in that game, and they were talking about uh, next season, who's there, who's not. <laughs> I had to bring this up because this is one of Tuna's favorite guys, Stetson Bennett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's he, so they signed him to a four-year, $4.5 million deal uh-huh. for the Rams, and he is on the NFI uh, not- it's football called non-football injury. injury illness. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that's kind of a sad situation. And I don't, really, uh, I don't know what's if he's with I, Dr. Honestly, Phil or what. what's what going he on going, with He that, was going but, out and partying and getting yeah, drunk. I and think yeah. there's like a like not rehabilitation thing yeah. going on with him. Yeah, them. something's up with that. I, I just found it very strange. Um <laughs> yeah, that he that he's under contract. He's the new he's Chad Kelly. Back. Who okay. was the guy for the Patriots years ago that got after they won the Super Bowl? They had him on video. He was on top of a car, like jumping up and up and down. And is that Vasica Hema? Was it Edelman? I don't know. Could have been. Uh, St- Bennett needs to do that. Learn to do that after the season and not during the season. I think that's what he was doing. He got. He, I think he got arrested one night. Yeah, didn't he? Um, I think he had a hit. Didn't he pull like a Robert Downey Jr. and wander in somebody's house that we I think he supposed had to be a in hit and, list. Yeah. I think he had a hit anyway. list in Athens and in he, anyway, Cali. I mean, he's going to end up in <laughs> Athens, Jordan, or Athens, Georgia, like owning a real estate agency or a you know something like that. Corvette Some dealership, mortgage broker, selling crap. insurance. Yeah, something. He's he's set for life. So he just or selling chestnuts in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently it's a hot market right now. I didn't know anything about so. A really hot market. Um, all right, let's go to Bills and Steelers. Um, this it was, game, it was it was fun because of the, the there was eight feet of snow in the in the yeah. crowd. Everybody was throwing snowballs. That up was in so the air. cool to watch, man. That was awesome on TV. It was fun. Uh, the game itself. I mean, Pittsburgh acquitted themselves fine. I mean they they played hard, tried to make it close till the end. I. You know, it was what it was. I never felt like they were going to win the game. I just, you know. No, that was, we were watching for a cover at that point. Um, 
if they would have scored right there at the that last, it would have covered that nine and a half point spread. But, yes, we were watching for that. Um, but yeah, I mean the Steelers, they were what they were. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're not really going to go deep in the playoffs with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. Nope. Um, they got some weapons, but uh, what's the kid George uh, Pickens? He uh, he's got some growing up to do. Uh, he tends to pout quite a bit on the field and. Uh, too early in your career to be a diva, man. Um, and the, the the talent. Say, I don't know what it is with Steelers getting ta- like diva wide receivers. It's it's uh, it's a crazy situation up there. But they got two good little running backs at defense. I mean, you know, T.J. Watt didn't play. It was. I don't know. It was what it was. I don't really even know what to say about that game. There's really other than Mike much. Tomlin's coming back for another year. Yep. So, and then the. Uh, to me, kind of the foregone conclusion of the weekend uh, was that the Eagles were just going to lie down and get hammered and that they they laid down and got hammered. I mean, you want to talk about, we were talking earlier in the show about uh, Jacksonville, but from the standpoint of everybody in the league thinking, this is a legit Super Bowl contender, maybe the favorite to win the Super Bowl, to whimpering themselves out of the playoffs the way they did. I mean, it was a complete collapse. Sirianni apparently is coming back uh, at least for one more year. I don't. So they swapped. I think deep, he's lost that locker room. So let me get this right. They swapped defensive coordinators in December, right? That's what I read. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't have gone well. Um, well, I think they lost at that point. They had already lost like four to five. I also think that Jalen Hurts was hurt. He was tired. He was beat down, sluggish. Uh, he just didn't look like the same guy. No, he's definitely a different player than what he was last year. That was, I mean, like I was talking to you about outside last year at the end of the Super Bowl, I was on this podcast saying that the losing quarterback should have got the MVP of that game because he was the best player on the field in that Super Bowl. Uh, he was a different player this year, and I think he was playing through an injury. Uh, he did or two dis- or three. He did dislocate his finger. I know that. I'm well, not quite sure. I, think I thought the other one was a bit, shoulder. I think he's had a knee, a shoulder. I think he just needs some rest and recovery, man. Uh, I think the team gave up on the on the coach. There's a disconnect there in that locker room, I think. I don't know what's going on. Sirianni, the, the fans want him out. The, Everybody the, the, figured out the run-pass option they were doing uh, – I mean, teams just started blitzing on. Look what look what Tampa Bay did. And I think a big thing with their success last year was Shane Steichen. I mean, honestly, right? Look what he's done right. in Indianapolis in his first right. year. Uh, if he was the architect of that offense last year, it really shows the difference with him not being there. And I think the Colts got the better part of that swap with Sirianni, who was, of course, former defensive coordinator for Indianapolis. Mm-hmm going to fill it because look Sirianni's act uh can work when you're winning but man it wears thin when you're not and he just comes across as kind of a bitter arrogant asshole for for no reason when they're losing right and it kind of like I loved him when he was the Colts defensive coordinator he was great I thought uh but that act wears thin really quick, I think. And it wears thin with the Philadelphia fan base. Well, any act wears 
thin with them. If you're not winning, it wears thin with them. This is a um, a, a team and an organization that fired Andy Reid and Doug Peterson. So that that right. explains a lot right there. Yeah, firing Peterson, man, that uh, in retrospect does not look like it was necessarily the uh, the best decision for that franchise no i can almost even understand the andy reed thing because he could never get over that hump i think they got to the super bowl the one time with uh was it the super bowl or the nfc championship game they got the super bowl yeah with terrell owens out there yeah donovan McNabb. yeah um but i i think the fans just got i think they got spoiled and sick of it they're like oh we're playing you know in the playoffs every year but we can't get over the hump well there's plenty of teams that would love to just make the playoffs and um, I don't know. I'm glad they did fire Andy Reid, but uh, the Doug oh, Peterson uh, that, that was that was terrible. I got a note here. It says uh, the that uh, that he was the that Hertz was the th- third most uh, blitz QB this year, uh, and definitely none of the uh, quarterbacks in the playoffs right now were anywhere near that list. So uh, that goes to show you. Um, that without happened? a without AJ Brown, I mean, how how could uh, you know? You talk about how they limped in there, and then they didn't have AJ Brown. I mean, he was their firecracker. You know, he was like their guy that got them jump started. It seemed like to me. But what happened to their running game? Uh, and man? and then their running game, like dude Swift, and I mean, I had Swift and Gainwell both on my fantasy team, and I was rolling in a I was like yeah 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 everything's great and then then they started and then I don't know what game it was but they started sitting one of the each running back for a quarter and I'm like why are you sitting Swift for a quarter and then he would come back in the third quarter and play again and it seemed like I don't know what the hell they were doing I think they overthought everything uh Stupid Eagles. Yeah, Philly. there was just frustration stupid all Philly. through that organization, fan base. Stupid Philly, stupid Dallas. See you next year. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> well, 49ers going to dominate that division. I called it. Everyone here called it. It's going to happen. And we will get to uh, the upcoming this weekend's playoff games here in a little bit. But uh, I kind of want to break up the NFL talk a little bit with some college football discussion. And against my better judgment, against my better judgment, damn shit right, I'm going to throw it over to uh, Freddie here with a week to reflect. I won't show my hit list yet. With a week to reflect on Nick Saban's retirement and with... Kalen DeBoer being announced as the new head coach of Alabama. Fred, I'm just going to open it up to you and let you go, and we'll jump in where we need to. I'm turning my mic away. I'm, I'm going to go take a listen. nap. Well, there's there's nothing to say much except I I uh, have had time to reflect, and I really do think that there was never a good time for Saban to leave. Uh, you had to leave in time for someone to be immediately. So a great coach was available to get. Uh, but then again, you couldn't wait uh, around the time that all the stupidity 
uh, things that the NCAA has created, like the NIL and the transfer portal. So it was a double-edged sword. You were never going to get away from anything, from, from both ends. And you had to make a call. And I think he did everything that he could do. Is he going to hang around there forever? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe. He's not in the same. He's not even near the facility. I know exactly where he is. And uh, he's he's in an he's he's in an office um, in the Brian Denny in Brian Denny Stadium, but he's nowhere near the Malmore Athletic uh, Football Program where all the coaches and the field is. He's nowhere near that area. He ain't gonna be looking out his window like uh, uh, Bear Bryant was up on his perch above the field goal. It's not gonna happen. However, I do think that he was there and is there to try to help from all these stupid NCAA uh, things that have been put in place to try to save a university who's got their hands tied behind their backs, and they're not the only ones. Arizona does. Washington does. To where your hands are tied, you have a 30-day window, everyone can jump ship, but but no one from another team can jump ship. No one from another team can jump ship. Just your team. And uh, I don't think it's an even playing field. There needs to be something put in place as far as that is, and I'll get more into that with you guys. But um, well, I mean, I, I love. I, I, well, we'll get more into that. I want to talk right. about the coaches because it is a cool thing with Travis. Uh, some of Travis's things here. But I, I did think that Kalen DeBoer was the right hire. I don't know about you. I think Tuna would probably agree. I, I, I think he was. Uh, I he, thought you really wanted Dabo. I thought he I was did. the right hire. I, to be honest with you, and, and a lot of Alabama fans will disagree with me. And and you know what? I yeah, really, the entire campus I really was, want was to, anyone but Dabo. I really, and you know what? I want to ask all those eggheads exactly what their criteria is for not having him. And you know what? On Feinbaum and all these other stupid shows and in the media, I can't find an answer that's legit from anybody except that he likes pizza parties and he likes to aw shucks and he doesn't necessarily do the NIL or the transfer report just like the freaking goat that just left who hardly did it at all. And I can't quite figure out what the problem is, everyone's so upset that all their players are jumping ship and leaving and don't care about their legacy and don't care about loyalty and don't care about this. And then you've got a freaking coach that worked his way up from a walk-on, made the team, started a national championship team for four years, goes to uh, works his way up from the bottom up, to a, a team that's not anywhere close to an, an, a, a blue blood like Alabama and Ohio State, Michigan. And then, oh, by the way, works his team in, beats the GOAT twice in a championship game. Does he flail about it a little bit? Yeah, so what? I would too. God, it's so good sorry to have he's you not team sorry he's me. not so humble like Saban was. I'm sorry, but but quite frankly, he's won eight ACC championships, and I can't really figure out. He's whooped every ACC, every SEC team in a bowl game except one, 
or I'm sorry, two. He he was beat by Kentucky one time, and he was beat by no, he wasn't beat by Kentucky. He beat Kentucky. That was uh, those other two dork brothers that coached at Auburn and Clemson. Terry Bowden. That's right. But he did lose to Tennessee to a hot Josh Heupel Tennessee team that was loaded. And uh, so, quite frankly, uh, on Dabo, I can't understand. No one will give me a straight answer uh, on why they don't think that he would be uh, 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 he is a homegrown what everybody wants down there. And just because he beat your beloved coach, you don't want him? Bullshit. And you know what? If it don't work out, you better watch it because he going to come save the day. And you may need him one day. So I don't care. I, I still can't get an answer from anybody. Did he do what Lane Kiffin did? And uh, rumors that he uh, messed around with the coach's uh, daughter? No, and, Dabo and, would never. And did he? And, and is there rumors that he left Bama to go to Florida International to set up his desk in his mobile that flies above it? Instead of coaching Bama in a national championship game against Clemson and jump ship, where Saban had to fire him? No, I just he didn't. It was the cool thing to do for Bama fans to hate on Dabo Sweeney, and you were part of that, right? For, well, for I, years. But I just goofed you around about him, it. But you yes, hated on him. But yes. In the in the in the regular world of on campus Alabama, all they heard was Dabo jokes their whole time. So I they're get like, it. We don't want him. I get it. I, and you know what? You're right. We we created that yes. monster, and it's a shame because we may come back and need him one day. Uh, and quite frankly, if I ever have enough time, I'm going to write him a letter and tell him that there's one guy that still wants him and that will want him down the line. Um, anyways, enough about Dabo. That's it. But but I do think that it's a cool situation. Uh, Travis being on this on this uh, on this uh, podcast, and we have a lot of ties to IU, which I think is and Washington which I think is totally cool. Uh, uh, I think it's so cool that the, I love the hire of Kane Womack. I don't know if you all did, but I bet on South Alabama a lot this year based on their defense that I saw in the in the, uh, as I looked up stats and things. And uh, little did I know, and Travis and I never really got into discussing it, that he coached that he was a, that coached at Indiana. And I'm assuming, Travis, that you guys, that was one year when you guys had to be doing fairly well if he left for a university. Well, I mean, uh, he was I, he was the defensive coordinator at Indiana. Kalen DeBoer was the offensive right, coordinator the at offensive. Indiana. The year that they won however many games and did so awesome. And right, well, that's what I was wondering. You all did go to a bowl game that year, right? And you all... Uh, yeah, we lost to... Uh, we lost to uh, Lane Kiffin. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. And, uh, to, matter of fact, you also have Nick Sheridan. I'm not sure if you're aware of him, but Nick Sheridan is our tight ends coach, and he played at IU and was also on that staff. He 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 took over. As for, maybe a graduate assistant then, and then he moved up a little bit. He took over as offensive coordinator when okay. Kalen DeBoer left. Right, right. So he's moved into our tight end slot. Um, I had I, I did not know about that. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. I, he was, I, he I was, was not good as offensive coordinator. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> well, he's doing the tight ends, and he was a tight end, uh, from what I read at IU. But, but um, you know, uh, w- the offensive coordinator from Washington, Huff. You love, you like him, uh, Tuna. Uh, he comes with DeBoer. I think that's a great thing. I thought if he if he didn't come, it would have really hurt. Um, I mean, Saban tried to get him two years ago. He turned him down because he had Mike. He had Mike and Washington. Uh, we just hired away another head coach from a team that was in a bowl game. Uh, Maurice Lindquist from Buffalo, who's an A&M guy. He coached there. And then we kept our two big, a matter of fact, uh, Robert Gillespie and Freddie Roach, the number two and three nationally ranked on 247 sport recruiters in the country. What I liked about Freddie Roach, he was a single-digit linebacker, wasn't he? Yes. yes, yes, he was. What was his number six? I think it was six. Yeah, something about single-digit linebackers Roach, they stick out to me. Freddie Roach, yes, and he's coaching our D line. Uh, matter of fact, and and then you got, and then you got uh, uh, what's his, DJ Durkin, who's our linebackers coach, who. I'm sure got paid a lot of money to coach with Petrino and and Jimbo Fisher at A&M. So we've got him. And now he was an analyst with us. So uh, after the season was over when when, uh, Jimbo got fired. So he slid into that role. But, um, you know, I I love all that saying. It's fantastic. I think it's great. But then when you put everything into it, uh, I'm going to quote the great Gino Ariema. (laughs) <laughs> what? I'm going to quote the great Gino Ariema on the NIL. Ariema? How do you coach in an environment where players believe they owe you nothing and you owe them everything? That's a well-said statement about the NIL. What the hell does uh, that even mean? What does that even mean? I get the quote, but using it for NIL purposes is... Uh, <laughs> I think that's a bit off. <laughs> Um, and and for of all people, him <laughs> yeah. him to make that statement <laughs> exactly is is completely and utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I love I it. Him and Kim Mulkey may be the two uh, worst human beings. Oh, you're a God. Mulkey. I know you love Mulkey. <laughs> um, but uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the vultures started flying, and, and it it does suck that. Like I said, Saban had to do one way or the other, and all of a sudden you have this spring, uh, you have the fall, the winter, and the spring, and you have the 30-day special special, I like how they call it, the 30-day special special uh, opening when your coach fires or is retired or drops dead for any reason, then you're able to go in and take everyone that you want, and your university isn't open, so... Someone can go, hey, wait a minute, you just got three of our badass wide receivers. We want one of yours who doesn't think he's going to be able to start now. Maybe he wants to come to us. But no, you can't do that. You just get to take like buzzards on a dead carcass in the middle of the road. You get to take whatever you want and get it. And you don't have to give nothing away. Your door's locked, but you're digging in the door that you broke the glass into. This, this that may and, and I don't give a shit if it's Alabama. I don't care if it's Ohio State and you're comparing me to IU. It doesn't matter. It's not fair for anyone. It's not fair for 
Arizona. They're getting their nuts banged out right now. Washington is too. They're going to be a skeleton of nothing. So, so, but, but no one, but everyone that's grabbing their players, they're not able to get any of their players back until March. Well, the, I actually agree with you on this, Freddie. It's it for the teams that make it the furthest. The, the teams that have to coach in the playoffs, and the and the teams that lose their their coaches um, at at this point of the season, uh, the transfer portal era, they're uh, they're definitely at a disadvantage. There's no doubt about that. So, what should happen? Yeah, that, that levels the playing field. I, don't know how to I fix get that. it. There's, I mean, I don't know. So that- there is the spring portal, which opens up again in March, but um, I don't know what you do there. I so. think it. I, my favorite part of all of this, uh, and just uh, from a uh, enjoying other people's misery standpoint, is. The welcome to like like watching Rome fall. It no, what it reminds me. <laughs> well, in my me opinion, of, Rome's falling unfairly. Well, what because what it, Rome was built by hard god dang work. What it reminds me, me of is all those years when the Colts had Peyton Manning, and everybody just went, "Well, this is this is how football is supposed to be." I mean, you got the the quarterback, and that we we win twelve games every year, and oh. Uh, and Alabama has gone through this ever since Saban has been there. Nobody wants to leave. You know, everybody stays or else they go to the NFL. And then all of us, and when Peyton Manning left and then the Colts got terrible, now thankfully they got Andrew Luck quickly, people looked around and went, well, this isn't how football is supposed to be around here. We're supposed to have the best quarterback in the, with Alabama. All of a sudden, they are literally in the exact same boat as every other team in college football now. But it's not been, necessarily. But They're it's, being gutted like I, a pig I right think now. They're still better off than dude, well, maybe they are. And so diversity. what? Hey, you know why they are? Because their coach it. worked his freaking nuts off. I, I and it. I'm sorry that everyone else's coach didn't, but mine did. And that's what we're losing here. I think you're missing. Nick Saban worked his ass off and beat every dude in the country in recruiting. He came to he oh went boy. to here LSU. We he went to LSU, yeah, and yeah, go. but he didn't have a he didn't know nothing about Alabama recruiting around Alabama, especially before he went to LSU from Michigan State. And then he comes in and he beats everybody by working harder and getting better people and okay, teaching and, them better. And, and now, now all you got to do is have money in your pocket. And you know what? Bama hasn't beaten anybody with money in their pocket. We haven't went to the NIL and 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 done all that like everybody else has. They have one of the largest no, NIL. No, we do not. Yes, we do yes, not. Yes, they do, Fred. No, we don't. Yes, no, they we do. Don't. That's a fact. No, we yes, don't. they do. You know who Texas picked up Isaiah Bond in in a Lamborghini? Picked him up in it. I got the Your picture driving it off. Is the biggest in, in no, the, it's yeah. not. Yes, no, it is. Not. Yes, no, it not. is. That's a fact. No, I'm not saying individual nil deals aren't there, but the collective is the biggest. And do, have we used it? Well, it's not uh, just sitting there in a bank. Okay. Well, have we used the transfer <laughs> portal to get it? Who dude, have we gotten in the transport? Name someone. It's, Name one person we've got in the transport. That you're using Name it on. two. Some what? coaches so use what? it. On, I don't. I'm. I'm not arguing. Like I don't see a problem with it. I'm not engaging in this argument. <laughs> no. I know, Honestly, but I'm what not. I'm saying is the transfer portal is shit. It's total shit. 
Uh, well, the oh, by the way, kudos, involved today kudos, to way to, kudos to Lughead McCormick for Miami Hurricanes tight end. He got his ninth freaking year. Well, he had four in years college. where he didn't play because of knee injury. Go get a job, you freaking loser. He's got one. He plays college football. Yeah, money yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, he's a turd. But the bottom line is, is what's happening is, Did is you people get this are upset paid. when Alabama. Poached other teams' players. In the, who? In the past? We got one, two players. One guy from Georgia and one guy from Louisville. How many? That's it. How many transfers did Alabama pull in last year? I don't know the no, number on that. It was any. it was twelve. Okay, oh, well, there's that. No, it was twelve. No, Fred. I'll go back and look. It was twelve. I read it today. They pulled in twelve guys off the transfer portal last year. Were we getting upset about? I mean, did it, any of them start? I don't no. know. Well, that, they're mean, not my team. How many did? Uh, okay, how many did Colorado pull? Well, about a billion. Yeah, okay, they, they had, like, had forty two transfers, I believe. Last, right, but you know what? Season. But Alabama did it fairly, in my opinion, along of with everybody they else. Did. Of course, they, they all did. they all went back and I'm forth. Not, I'm not, but can't. but what happens? <laughs> is, dude, dude, what I'm arguing with is when your coach leaves. And no and 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 no of the other schools get to open theirs back up. That's what should happen. If a coach retire or if a coach is gone, they open up. Every one of them open back up. You can't have someone's locked down so they're like, We can't get my guys, but I can go after yours for thirty whole days. The big problem with this Yeah, hey, guess what, Michigan? You're next. Get ready. About the you're going to fall apart. Great, great championship. Now you're nothing. The classroom enrollment plays a, plays a role in this as well. Um, but that closes faster than – so, I mean, they, they, don't, they have a short period of time to recruit these guys. And I know what's going to happen. No, I know what's going to happen. March is going to come here. Bama does everything as and fair people as are gonna and do, honest, and, and they people work harder are do. everybody. <laughs> And it's their coach did everything the right way, and it's just right. I agree with I you. I mean, 100%. I don't know. God, the way everyone bowed down to the coach and just retired, I he just, must have done something right for for college athletics. I think he did. Yeah. Well, I don't think. Matter of fact, he might be the one overseeing all this bullshit, and hopefully, he takes care of it. I don't. Th- I agree. I don't think anybody's happen. arguing with his effect on sports and being one of the great coaches of all times. I just I don't, don't I just don't I understand that, that people are going to come in. I just don't understand how you can have a 30-day period why they have the 30-day thing after your school is in the final four or whatever when most people are looking for a coach. Matt Atuna already brought it up. Did you it ever just care about make that sense. before? It doesn't make sense. No, but guess what? Did you care about it before? I still don't Ma- care about it. Yeah. Because when well, semesters I'm end, sorry. When I the mean, semester ends, a kid's open to transfer to another school. Uh, th- these are school like institutions of higher learning first. I know we're caught up in the football thing. Right, Shay. They should move the fall and the spring dates around yeah, to the- where – to where if you're the if, university presidents need to reschedule the semesters based on no 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 no, no no but yeah. no but what well all i'm no, saying I'm not arguing with you. so just okay we'll just gut every team that makes the final four 
or the final eight, and their coach leaves at the end of the year. So every school that worked their ass off all year is going to get gutted like a now, pig when their coach leaves. There's no easy answer to this, and it sucks. I'm with you on that. That part, I totally agree with you. No, I'm not being facetious. Well, that's that where one. I'm at. That's why I'm else, complaining, but, because I'm there. Well, there was, and yeah. I don't think it's fair at all. I don't think it's a fair playing field at all. I mean, and if there's one thing that Alabama's been concerned about for the last 50 it, years, it's a fair playing field, well, by so, God. I mean, <laughs> what did we do wrong? Nothing. What did we do wrong? Nothing. Nothing, Fred. I, 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 it's I, a fair playing field. They have always been at the top of the list of when I think of uh, outfits that, that, that want to maintain fairness in, 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 in athletics. Alabama football is at the top of my list. They set the standard. Okay, who's number two? Hmm. Who is number two, Tuna? Oh, uh, SMU, maybe? (laughs) I'd say... uh, I would say that right there. Uh, 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 Really? How many many times (laughs) have we been caught? Really? And you're going to tell me this after I see this... Goddamn idiot coach for Michigan suspended for three games, and then I see him celebrating well, a championship. He's maybe, a goddamn cheater. Maybe Michigan's he number two. Even, he didn't even coach. Have you ever <laughs> seen Saban? Maybe hey, have you ever seen two. Saban not coach three my, games on the goddamn sidelines and win a championship? About Harbaugh is that he's a negotiating a contract right now, so that there's wording in it. To where he can't get fired for admitting to cheating. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, awesome. I there mean you go. that is yeah. that is genius. Yeah. In my opinion, that's genius. Yeah. I mean, nice I, job, I, Jimmy. My <laughs> God, I've never seen so much crap in my life. I mean, the literally the coach that wins the national championship, would didn't even coach three games because he was caught cheating or because cheating allegations were brought mm. around him that they that the. Athletic direct, or that the that the commissioner of the Big Ten felt that he needed to suspend him for three games. Jody, put and that you're going to tell board. me that Saban's cheated? Jody, <laughs> Jody, that's a goddamn joke. Put that on the board. Alabama one, Michigan two. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, Saban's the greatest thing that's ever happened at college football. Name something better. Uh, Name the, someone better. Bo Schimbeckler. Overtime was the best thing who, that ever Bo happened in Tom the, Osborne. The who? invention of the Name forward it. pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, okay. The playoff. Right. The playoff. <laughs> Mike Slive. Okay. So we'll put Mike Slive in there. Yeah. He created all that by okay. breaking SEC up guy. the SEC guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to throw an SEC guy in when you're talking about the best okay. things in college football. Lee Corso has been he pretty cool. He didn't pull any strings and cheat or anything, oh, did I'm, he? I, we're talking about the best things in college football. I said the, the forward pass, two-point conversion, the playoff, Mike Slive. Um, I don't know. So Those are all right up there on the list. Yeah. Helmets. Yeah, that, that's that's that is that is so awesome. Yeah, helmets were, Hel- were great. Helmets. That's a helmets were great call, Jody. Helmets yeah. were big. Face masks. Yeah, face masks were very yeah. important to the game. Yeah. Where was so. the concussion protocol in the forties? Well, they were more worried about the guys that kept dying on the field <laughs> at that time. Was the NCA a good one? Who created them assholes? Uh 
that was made up of a gover- to be a governing body of the university. So I'm sure the universities appointed the NCAA, correct? It probably yeah. had something to do with the yeah. SEC if I had <laughs> to guess. Hey, and then NCAA's great. Be a whole, well, the only team been screwed by them more than it's And Louisville. they're going to be the ones that break up the NCAA. I mean, yeah. the NCAA goes away, I guarantee the SEC will be leading the charge. Well, I don't I know. Guarantee when, when I the, guarantee it. And when little Johnny looks up the NCAA, Louisville's going to be the first team sitting there in a picture of them. Yeah. Who, who did get screwed target. by more than anybody? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, but you're going to pull for them now. You you love everything they're about. Well, I've always been a fan. Like, we... Every team cheats. They just hammer us more than no. anybody else. And you're a fan of the NCAA I mean, right now. Had a Are you? A, on the court. You're, you're like, a fan of the NCAA. <laughs> they had Snoop Dogg and strippers on the court. I we s- do it in a dorm room, and it's a problem. I said, uh, are you? Bill a- Self cheated the whole time. They never did anything to him. Right? Are you a fan of the NCAA? Then no. Okay. Not at all. That's my. That's what I I'm saying. Never once pulled no. for the NCAA. The biggest problem, and I. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. The biggest problem that that Louisville had was they acquiesced to the NCAA yes. and said, "We're sorry, we did screw up." These other outfits go prove it. Yeah, <laughs> they go. Okay, well, we're going to suspend your coach for the Austin P and the. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette game. They got Will Wade on recording talking about oh, yeah. giving that kid the bigger piece of the pie. And yeah. This is how much pie we got to give him. Yeah, it's he like, goes, they go. We all know about all that. North Wade's Carolina. Like, yeah, it's pie. Dude, North Carolina yeah. changed grades for oh, Vince yeah. Carter and everybody yeah. else. We know about all and that. Guess what they said? Right. Well, they did. It got proven, but the thing is why NCAA didn't do anything to them is because it Cause they're weak. all other they're weak. students, not just athletes. These That's were fake right. classes that That's other right. students could take. That's so right. they said this isn't an athletic issue, it's an academic issue. Yep. That's right. So and so I, if Louisville would have let some random kids into the stripper party that were just regular students and not just basketball, and we would have been just Everything would have been yeah, fine. there yeah. you go. Exactly. And uh, If there was another student in the car when we gave Brandon Bowden's dad uh, a bag of money, that would have been just fine. And, and I'm, I'm all for it. So whatever you do illegally, make sure a random student that's enrolled at the university is sitting right there next to you. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh Chris Carter said uh, when he did his rookie symposium for the NFL, and, you know, typically they would go in and say, you know, you don't want to gamble, you don't want to get in trouble, take care of your money. You remember what Chris Carter told those guys? No. He goes, you got to have a fall guy on your crew. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really the underlying theme here. You got to have a fall guy on your crew. Or if the NCAA comes and says, we've got you on videotape, on audio tape, clearly you cheated, uh, you say, so. It just so happens that our fall guy was Adidas. So yeah. that was an yeah, issue. Right. <laughs> but, oh, God. I love, I mean, it's I, just like the NCAA to bring up the transfer portal and start NIL and have no ramifications on any of them. That's my point. They, uh, they just, they brought it up. They put, they put it in, put it in place and then put no ramifications on any of it. And that's what's crap. It's not a finished job. 
And wouldn't you think they would have a deadline? Maybe, hey, let's get all this taken care of before the 12-game playoff. Why? why? Well, the I don't NCAA understand why they can't do that. Do with game or no, I know. No. I know. But wouldn't that be a good deadline for those jackasses? I, I don't think they work on deadlines. NCAA doesn't. The last thing that they think about is deadlines. Why don't they? And that's been the beginning of time. You're asking the same questions that everyone's been asking for the last 20 years. Like, there's no deadlines on anything. Didn't that North Carolina investigation take, like, 12 years yeah, or something like that? they just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then, like, getting kids cleared. Kentucky's dealing with it right now. Well, where's their offices located? I, I want to know. Indianapolis. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. That's close so by. It's close. It's, I, we can go to St. Elmo's on the way up. It's actually uh, right next door to the uh, Children's Museum. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Don't give me ideas. <laughs> Tune, I'm glad you brought that up. I was uh, I was watching the Louisville Miami game was last weekend, yeah, we'll right? Louisville, mm-hmm. uh, and they talked about that guy playing for Miami. He played in the Turkish Pro League for mm-hmm. two and a half years, and he starts for Miami. Why isn't Z? That's what I'm saying. There's no priority. Uh, uh, like, there's no deadlines. It's they're, crazy. Like that kid should be cleared. Like all the kids should be cleared at once if they're going to clear them. Every case should be looked over, and it's just a blanket approval. Like a blanket denial or blanket approval. Don't take a kid in the same situation and and delay it longer. I, it makes no sense because like they're supposed to be for the students first, and that's does nothing to help the student athletes. So I don't I don't get it. So it's NCAA. I mean, it we we can't expect stuff. But no. Anyway, and it's I mean it's been that way yeah. for as long as I can remember watching sports. I mean, know? Louisville waited for what nine years for our. Uh, punishment, right? Like we were just trying to find. We were in limbo forever. Like it was right. killing us. Right. But I, I just want to say at the end of this, though, and we'll move on to whatever. But here's the deal: when, 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 and we talked about this last year, believe it or not, on this podcast, and it got a little heated. But here's the deal: I'm tired of calling college athletes kids because they're. Adults, they're grown ass men now. They're not. They're no longer kids on a scholarship. They eat crab legs and New York strip and ribeyes every goddamn night at every facility they're in for whatever sport they play, especially football. They're grown ass men, and now the four year scholarship scuttle bunk is over with. Now you're going to be treated like a man if you're going to come in and leave a university and get paid like a man and be able to come and go as you please. You're going to get treated like a man. You're going to get treated like shit from people. Fans are going to call you out. You're going to get shit on the air. You're going to get shit that you really, that you know, back in the day that people would cover for you because you're just an 18-year-old or a 16 or 17, 18-year-old kid. Now, if you want to get in the man's world, you're in the man's world. Matter of fact, when you go to war, you're 18 years old, buddy. Those are men, and you're a man too now. You getting paid, and you're you got a Corvette, and you got a whatever you want. It's all fair game now. So be if you're going to get put it out, be ready to take it. Trust me. I don't give these kids jack shit no more. They're adults, grown-ass men, and they're going to be treated that way. Period. I have no idea what that 
whole rant I, was I get even what about. he's saying if, oh, you're, if you're 18 years old and you go to college you're everybody's going to call you a kid you're 18 years old and you go into a trade you're considered a man oh well um, also but he didn't like the coach he wanted to leave oh no, uh, he didn't like the uh, class everybody's he gonna talk crap about an 18 19 year old nba player because he's getting money and he's considered a professional so it's like i can blast you but I'm not going to talk bad about a college athlete who may be 22 years old because he's just a college kid. I get what you're saying there. Right. He ain't no longer a college kid, bro. He's in the big time. I see what you're saying, and I I agree somewhat with it, maybe not to the extent like that. But I'm with you. If you're getting paid to play, you open yourself up for criticism from the fan base. More than you used to get. I don't think we've ever covered for for college athletes. We have blasted every UK player. I know. Every UofL player. Every, but for a while I mean, when we were talking about this NIL transfer portal, it was for the greatness no, of the kid. It was for the kid. That's what the NCAA always says. It was for the kid. Well, it they, ain't no the longer kids have been getting kid. taken advantage of for a long time. And, and that's where I get we that. got into I get that. I get that. I get yeah. that. But now it's right. And now they're up in the pie. They're serving the pie. Just, I feel like to be able to tell a kid that he can't make money off of his own name, image, and likeness is a little ridiculous. I don't. I I, I hear yeah. you. Do that. The transfer portal is what I have a problem with. Not the NIL. I have a problem with you the told transfer. Me it was portal. the other way around on the patio. Before no, they don't have ramifications for it. Well, it's about to get that's way worse. All I want. That's, the, that's what's going to suck. Um, but anyway, I knew. Uh, Fred would be very measured in his uh, thoughts and comments, and he certainly did not disappoint there. And speaking of, before we move on here, um, everyone knows that I've become a. I, I got you a gift, Freddie, and it, it, everyone oh knows my God. I've become a big moon guy because of betting cycles and, and oh. so on, and with with the gibbous moons and here's so on. this moon thing and, again. And this led me down a path of becoming a bit of a crystal guy. Oh um, my goodness! So I, I, I got I got you what's, what's called a. Um, black t- tamerlune and uh this uh this works as a sponge Trav, looks like, o- over looks under like throws it at him looks like it, cold um, it, it, from it, the it so, wait a minute fred listen to the to man keep you grounded and it, it soaks up all bad energy to protect you from the bad energy and from the last 20 minutes i guess that we've endured i feel like there's some bad energy that you need to protect yourself from that thing may already be at its overload. Yeah, yeah you got to clean it. It's a little it. big for a necklace. You got to clean it with water every now and then and put it in the sun to re- recharge itself. You sure this ain't a lump of coal? Super glue that to the lion. <laughs> how many? Did he pick this up in your driveway? <laughs> how much How much negative energy can that thing absorb in one it's night? It's about to explode. <laughs> Is that a piece of asphalt? <laughs> no, it's real. It's black tamerlane. Oh my God! And so I would I would expect Fred next week when we start you know inevitably the discussion goes back to the NIL and to college athletics. I would expect Fred to come in and say, "Well, guys, I mean, it's it it's been a difficult week, but I think we're going to be able to move past it, and everything's going to be just fine." I I agree. We're going to be doing meditation all week, me and Fred. Look, he's already calm. Look at him. Look how calm I he is now. I am calm. See? It's I'm already calm. worked. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, yeah. 
I wish you all could see it. I mean, the uh, the is this gonna bring Caleb Downs back? It may. <laughs> it, it may. It's like Christmas <laughs> if all you over put again. A couple uh, Ben Franklin's taped around it. it <laughs> all right, man. That is that was very good and a really good discussion. Uh, let's move on to this weekend's NFL matchups. We've got four big games. We've got Houston, Baltimore, Green Bay, and San Francisco, Tampa Bay and Detroit, Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, We don't have a ton of time to break these games down per se, but I would like to get you guys' thoughts on things that you're looking for, uh, maybe some storylines that you all think are going to be important, and then after this we'll get our picks. Uh, Tuna. Uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, I mean, obviously the Bills-Chiefs matchup is the premier matchup of the weekend. Um, and it's not just because I'm a Chiefs fan. I think that's like anytime these two teams get together, of course. it's just absolutely insane. And being in Buffalo absolutely. makes a whole different le- level. They right? get the home field advantage on this time, and we've kind of been part a thorn. In, or, yeah, we've been a thorn in their side for the past, you know, what, three, four seasons? This um, is part three. Yeah, part Mahomes, three. So. Allen, part three. And, like, the regular season matchups, the playoff matchups we've had, they've all been incredible games. And um, I really – I don't know what to expect from this. I love the way our defense is playing. One thing to look at is that injury report for Buffalo. They, uh, they're they pretty banged up up the entire middle, uh, middle linebacker, uh, safeties. They're, uh, they're kind of sore. So, I don't know what that's going to be like. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I really – Look for I, one of my favorite bets of the weekend. Sore. Josh Allen to throw <laughs> at least one interception because he's loose with the ball and we are ball hawks. And I know he's going to force some stuff in this game against our defense. Now, whether or not the Chiefs are able to score on this team, I don't know. Uh, something to look for here is just ask Joe Brady. Sean Hockley is actually calling this game. and um, Is that Ed's son? It is. Ed's it son. is. He's yep. been in the league for yep. several years yep. now. Is he built strong like Ed? <laughs> he, yeah. doesn't, he, uh, he doesn't quite have those guns yeah. like, his, like his old man. But. Um, he's been known to play the villain. Um, home teams are sub-500 when he's calling the games. So, Yeah. Uh, he likes to muck games up quite a bit. He um, he throws a lot of flags. Um, unders. This is a Freddie stat. Unders are fifty seven percent in games that he's 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 done. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, and I don't think Kansas City has lost in Buffalo with him calling games. All the over unders are high. Yeah. Um, this could be a. I don't know. I I'd mean, hate real to take high. a under game and uh this one's 40 no this God, one's, this uh, one's uh 45 and a half 45 and a half that and the others are more about than right that. to me man. yeah the others are more than that all the other games are higher than that yeah uh, not the houston game 50. oh well, that's right 43 and a half yeah yeah but hockey league he led the league in roughing the passer ratings that's something to watch for and throughout this playoffs um one thing to keep in mind when you're betting your over-unders is since the playoffs started, holding calls have dropped by 40%. Wow. So they are not calling. I guess there was a memo put out to the officiating crews to keep the games fluid and not stop them for stupid stuff like holding, which you know we all know could be called on every play. 
I guess just the egregious calls or, or what they're sticking to. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you bet completions from every quarterback of all eight teams and you're going to win every one of them. Well, there was also only six you, crews picked. That's a prop bet. Prop bet. Compared to, I think they had, what, 20-something crews over the for the season? The yeah, but for holding calls to drop that much, it's it's kind of um, – it's it's been incredible. That's a I mean, lot. We've only had one week of playoff games too, so I mean, maybe they were just playing really clean football, guys. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. The two yeah. best quarterbacks, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, has is seven and zero. Has not lost since he was put in the spot. Um, and then you got Casey, who's been there, done that, and they're there again. That's that's the big picture for me. Yeah, I. Uh... Honestly, I would not bet this game at all if I was anybody because I just don't know. I, I, if you've had a good weekend and want to throw some extra cash, but if you've lost your butt and you feel like you're going to win it back on the Chiefs' bills, you might as well just flip a quarter because there's no way – I mean, honestly, there's no way of knowing what's going to happen in this game. There's no way to easily handicap this game. Wow, it's very tough. And something – I don't think it affects the game. and something we all know, but a lot of people out there probably don't know. It's Patrick Mahomes' first road game ever in the playoffs. Yeah, I think people and, are putting. It's it's a crazy stat that that's the thing. Exactly. I don't think it affects the game. Yeah, I don't I think, think it. Affects it the I think game it's big. All. I think it's big. Okay. Um, get out the kerosene. What, what I think the biggest thing is like he he wins this one. He has what sixteen playoff wins uh, in a short career. So that puts him, I think, two short of John Elway and four short of Joe Montana. He's been in the league for six years. That's amazing. It's pretty incredible. I mean, Grant, he'll probably never catch Tom Brady, but, I mean, I don't know if anybody ever will. But um, Baltimore and Houston is an interesting game to me because we all know, especially around here, Lamar Jackson has – Everybody here is pulling for Lamar. At least from a national standpoint, has something to prove once he gets into the playoffs – um, Houston, the young upstart team. Um, God, how can you not take nine and a half? A nine Houston? and a half point spread. How can you not take Houston? Lot. I think they could win the money on the I money mean, line. That's a lot of points. Um, San Francisco and Green Bay again, another nine and a half point spread. Detroit and Tampa Bay all day there. Detroit and Tampa Bay, a six and a half point spread. So, really, Vegas thinks that the Buffalo-KC game is going to be the close game. Now, I got a stat for you Yeah, quick. please. Um, over the last five years, double-digit spreads, the team that was favored by double digits in the playoffs is 10-1 and one against the spread. Wow. So, watch these nine-and-a-half-point spreads. If they jump up into those double digits, go against what you're thinking and jump on them. Interesting. Yeah. I did that with Pittsburgh. Very interesting. <laughs> and it didn't help. No, you did it with Pittsburgh. Then you 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 did bet the double digit spread with um, ten and a half. Yeah, exactly. And they covered the That's spread. That's right. They did. So, so I think, you know what I find interesting that each one of these games is on a different affiliate: ABC, Fox, NBC, and CBS. Yeah. I just found that strange. I didn't even know NBC. Maybe I'm confused, but all the the, I didn't uh, know that I didn't cover games throughout. Right, I just think that's kind of cool that each game, Mm -hmm. uh, Ravens is on ABC, 
Uh, 49ers is on Fox. The Lions Bucks on NBC and KC and the Bills on CBS. That's pretty cool. Spread spread the love around in the NFL. I like that. Spread the love around. And if there's and one, even playing, if field. there's one thing Fred knows, it's really coming through with that crystal. It is. I'm he's feeling ready, it already. He's ready to spread the love around. I, I, spread it around. I've Freddie. got. I, I, I've got a great thing I'm going to say when we bring it around the room. I think he's going <laughs> to hug Tuna soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's get. What we're going to do this week, we usually all pick three games. This week, we are going to pick uh, some some pick in all four NFL games. I'm going to start with you, Tuna. Go. Am I picking all four right now? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to go against the grain on what you guys think here. I'm going to say the Ravens cover that nine and a half. Um, I know it's a big number. The nerds actually have the Ravens at 25-19. So, they got... Houston covering. I'm going to go against the nerds here, and I'm taking Baltimore to cover easily at home coming off a bye week. I'm going to move on to the next week, taking San Francisco to cover the nine and a half. There's something about teams coming off of a bye week after an 18-week season, 17-game season. Um, I like the the big home favorites there. Now, going to Tampa Bay and Detroit. (sighs) I'm going to take the under 49 in here. As much as I hate over-unders, that I think is the only way to really bet this one. Um, I don't bet them in the NFL. None. Yeah. And then we're going to move to Kansas City-Buffalo. I don't know what to tell you here, so I'm just going to say this because I'm a Chiefs fan and don't put any stock in it. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover the two-and-a-half because they're they're two-and-a-half point – they're getting two and a half points on the road. I have it at three right now. Okay, maybe at three. Yeah, I, guess I have depending it at three. On, on what you use. Um, so we won't lose by three. I I'll wish I that. could hand you a chestnut right now. Yeah. Fred. Uh, Fred is going uh, somewhat similar direction, but I just think, uh, you know me, I'm a D'Amico guy. Even though I hate going against uh, Lamar, I really do. My son's going to kick my butt for that, but. Um, he, he will have his gear on, but I'm taking Houston plus the nine and a half. I think they're playing great. They came out of that game clean, not a lot of injuries. Um, and I think the 49ers are way better football team than the Ravens are. I have them. So I I have Houston plus nine and a half. I have the 49ers who are going to be the Super Bowl champs. Uh, nine and a half. I've said that all year. Uh, I'm, I'm giving the nine and a half there to the Packers. Great season there for them. Uh, I think the lions at home, I'm going all over them, uh, giving six and a half. And I hate to say it tuna, but I'm going with the bills and Joe Brady. Minus minus three on the home team. Uh, and I just – something about Mahomes having to travel up there. I know he can play good in the cold. I think this game is going to be freaking awesome, and I'll be happy if you win. 22 degrees. But it's it's not, if you win my parlay, yeah. we'll have lost. So, mm. Bills minus three. And if something happens that goes up, I will change to KC. That's how close I think that game yeah, will be. I'm not putting a cent on that game. All right, Jody, what do you have? I agree. I may not either. Uh, quick and simple – Baltimore, nine and a half. 
San Francisco, nine and a half. Detroit absolutely smashes Tampa Bay. That's my lock of the week at minus six and a half. And KC plus three. All right. Uh, I've got Collins picks. Uh, he is taking the Texans plus nine and a half. He is taking the Packers plus nine and a half. He is going over 48 and a half in the Lions Bucks game. And he is taking the Chiefs plus three. Smart, Colin. <laughs> we love you, Colin. Uh, I had 49 on that. Is it 48 and a half now? Uh, it, well, it probably was 48 and a half when he. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it's 49 now. So we'll go with the 49. Uh, because. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> Travis is taking Houston plus nine and a half. I am taking over 50 and a half in the Green Bay San Francisco oh! game. I am. I like that. With Tuna taking the under 49 in the Lions-Bucks game. And I'm with Tuna all the way. Kansas City covers that three. And I think that is my lock of the week. Kansas City covers the three. Love it. Love it. Sorry, Bills Mafia. No one circles the wagons like the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't get them started on that. Yeah. Don't get them started on that. So there are our picks uh, for this weekend. Should be a fantastic uh, weekend of NFL football. Let's throw it around the room for final thoughts, Tuna. Yeah, real quick, um, this has nothing to do with sports whatsoever. Uh, you guys got me kind of worked up outside a little bit. Um, if you can, anyone, uh, send me a direct message on Twitter, at Matt the Tuna, and uh, explain to me why you like Korean barbecue restaurants. <laughs> Why do you like going out and cooking your own food? It makes no sense to me. Do it in your own damn kitchen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, on to Freddie. Awesome. And is the meat seasoned? I don't know. I don't think so. I, <laughs> uh, you, I've seen you eat at one, and you seem to love that food, by the way. But, ordered, but yours wasn't cooked. I, yeah, I yours made was them cooked. cook me something. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and cook my own meat at a table. Like. <laughs> I want your chef to work. <laughs> what does a chef do at a Korean restaurant? Like, uh, is he just staying he back there and sharpens like, his uh, puts a steak knives. on a menu and says send it to him? Like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Whatever, Fred. As I hold this stone in my hand, mm. and this has unlike tuna, this has everything to do with sports. I'm gonna quote a. Alabama player that has decided he's going to stay and be loyal to his university. Oh, boy. And his name is Tyler Booker. Some Tyler, of you may not know Tyler, him. Tyler, this one's for you. Oh, baby. but you will. And he's backed up by Malachi Moore and Jihad Campbell. Don't say nothing, Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and Dante Lawson. And Jam Miller and Jalen Hale, all all the guys that are left, give it till the spring and think hard about your legacy at Alabama. A dollar amount can't buy my legacy away from who gave me the opportunity. Well said, men. 
Good luck to you, man, and thank you for making the right decision. Roll damn tide! It's the same speech Custard gave for his last <laughs> outing. Did you call him Custard? Custer. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, Jody, you have any final thoughts? Uh, real quick, uh, the if you all saw DeBoer's press conference, it was kind of cool that Saban came up to him. Saban was invited. He was there. He Front came up row. to him. Uh, beforehand, he goes, we don't have to be there. I don't want to take it away from you. This is your time. And he goes, no, I want you there. Uh, so I like the support on both halves there. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and the other Very one was the kid so. at UK last night. Don't know his name. The under-12 timeout in the first half. Half-court uh, half shot, shot yeah. $10,000. Yeah, that was so, awesome. Yes. Uh, kid, I'm sorry, not kid. Man. <laughs> man. He's in college, man. That's right. He's and he got $10,000. That is an old man. The easy way. The easy way. Uh, man, that was a fun show tonight. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Can't wait to be back here next week and uh, break down all the comings and goings in the NFL. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Get your kerosene ready. Tuna, I hope the Chiefs win. Good luck, Tuna. I'll be holding my stone during the game. Appreciate that, boys. Appreciate that, boys. For (laughs) Whiteboard Jody and the big fellow of the Tuna Country, Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Thank you.